Welcome to the Revolutionary Stewardship Podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Shears, a pastor, certified kingdom advisor, certified stewardship instructor, and an investment advisor representative. We will be discussing topics such as biblically responsible investing, estate planning, and wealth transfer that will benefit you as an obedient steward. Christianity is revolutionary. Shouldn't your stewardship be as well? This broadcast is brought to you by the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Hello, and thank you for listening to the Revolutionary Stewardship Podcast. My name is Jay Shures, a pastor and certified kingdom advisor. We appreciate the fact you're using wisdom from this podcast to facilitate better financial stewardship in your life. If you have questions about today's podcast, feel free to give me a call at 888-226-7614, 888-226-7614. You can also find our contact information at kingdomplanadvisory.com. Now, I try to bring you just a myriad of different topics on this podcast relating to financial stewardship. Some of them, the topics are as old as Scripture itself uh, regarding theology and how to handle money. Uh, and every once in a while, I'll throw in a, a current event kind of things that we're facing. Sometimes I'll give you a little bit of market commentary, but we've got to be careful there because we just don't know what the market's going to do. Uh, but sometimes I'll give you a, a just a, an opinion based on 25 years as a financial planner um, regarding tax issues and some of the current administration uh, bills that are you know either being passed or up on the docket. So <clears throat> my wife and I did something this week that, that I normally say don't do. So that makes me a hypocrite. Um, but let me explain. So I, I, I actually have a, a warm, fuzzy feeling about the decision we made. I'm talking about <clears throat> purchasing a car. So I have said for years and years and years, do not buy a new car. Uh, you lose a lot of value. Um, and in a very short time period, it's really hard to come out on top buying a, a brand new car. Um, for those people who drive very few miles, yeah, you can justify buying a new car. Um, but let me let me explain the process and our and our thought process on what we did. So my wife uh, had a little red convertible sports car, loved the car. Boy, it was fast. Um, not saying I drive fast, but it was just it had a lot of pep under the under the uh, gas pedal for sure. And. Um, she owns her own business, and the little red convertible just wasn't uh, a good car for her business. So we had been talking about buying her an SUV <clears throat> for quite a while. And I am a numbers guy. I like I like doing research. I mean, I'll, I'll research myself uh, out of every decision I ever make. If you understand what I'm saying, a lot of times I'll research so much I just don't want to. I don't want to make the decision anymore. But. Uh, Looking around, I had found a, a local uh, car dealership, and and I had always said um, that that if I'm going to buy a car, I'm going to buy one that's probably two years old, probably have twenty or thirty thousand miles on it, <clears throat> still have some warranty left on it, and pay cash uh, if I can pay cash for it. Um, <clears throat> well, we went to the the dealership and uh, actually looked at the vehicle. Uh, it was the vehicle was three years old that, that I had found online, uh, and I asked the, the normal questions. You know, what's what's remaining on the warranty, the the price of the vehicle, um, all the all the standard questions. And as we were test driving it, we we drove back onto the lot. My wife says, "Look at those vehicles over there." And and the uh, young lady who was the sales rep uh, at the dealership said, "Yeah, those are those are 2021 vehicles." 
And I told my wife, I said, no, no, we're not buying a new vehicle. <clears throat> but the, the sales rep says, those new vehicles are basically the same price as what you're test driving right now. And I kind of gave her that, you got to be kidding me, look. She said the, the, with the, the rebates and, and, and so on, um, that they're very economical. <clears throat> so I said, well, let's, let's investigate that for a minute. So we looked at the vehicle, found out uh, it had a great warranty, 10 years, um, you know, drivetrain, five-year bumper-to-bumper, um, seven years on the, the uh, uh, some kind of coating on the vehicle. Uh, had four miles on the vehicle that she, my wife said, I love this vehicle. It had four miles on it. And, and I, I just, I'm like, Jay, this is not right. This is, don't buy a new vehicle. Uh, but then I, then I started doing the apples to apples comparison. Jay, if you buy a new vehicle with no miles, 10 year warranty on it, seven years on the, on the, the clear coat, five years bumper to bumper, um, versus the vehicle that's got 29,000 miles on it, uh, is three years old, just about out of warranty, and you can actually buy it for the same price. Well, that, that was kind of a no-brainer uh, to me. <clears throat> so I said, let's, let's figure up the numbers here. So we, we were trading in the same type of vehicle, so we got uh, a, a <clears throat> loyalty rebate. There were some other rebates available. We ended up between a down payment uh, trade-in uh, about uh, 35 to 40% down on this vehicle, um, which is kind of what what I kind of preach uh, regarding vehicles. Now, I don't normally like uh, uh, financing on a vehicle. You know, my saying is don't ever borrow money on a depreciating asset. Now, this week, my as I sat and I pondered the financial decision, <clears throat> I told my wife, I said, we can buy this. And this, this was her under her business. I said, you, and, and you can finance this. But we're going in paying basically 35 or 40% down. You're, you're going to be uh, right side up on this vehicle, but you've got to pay it off within the next 18 to 24 months. Either that or we're not going to do it. Um, and I said, this is your decision. And I, I tried to, to give, her, give her counsel and, and help her make a financial decision. It wasn't a family vehicle. Um, she seriously is going to use it for her business. And I said, if you can't do that, if you cannot pay this thing off in a relatively short period of time, you're going to be upside down on it, even putting you know 40% down. And we discussed it, and she's like, I, I can do that. She said, I think I can pay it off in 12 months. I said, okay. I said, then, then I think this is not a bad decision. <clears throat> so let me explain what happened. And this is where I, I worry about uh, you as the, as the person that, uh, that is out buying vehicles and, and maybe some of the younger folks that just don't have a lot of experience buying vehicles is the, the, the ease of financing, Right. It gets really easy, and sometimes people it, it's so easy that people, uh, I kind of, I think, fall into a trap. So I said, go go run the numbers, you know, f find what, what uh, bank wants to lend my wife this this uh, for her business. Uh, and they come back, and they said, yeah, yeah, we, we got this. And they, they showed the payment, and I'm like, that's that's kind of low. What? And they're like, yeah, it's uh, 72 months. I said, no, 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 no. 
we, we don't finance vehicles for 72 months. I said, you know, the objective is to pay this thing off in 18 months. Uh, but even then, um, you know, you, you, sometimes you keep your payment to where you, you make sure you don't get in trouble, you know, like during pandemics, that kind of thing. Um, but we, I mean, we, fortunately, we've got cash reserves. If I, you know, if we wanted to pay off the vehicle, <clears throat> we could, uh, but you don't want to get into your emergency cash. Um, but, you know, the, the first, I guess my point is this, the first thing that they showed us was 72 months. And I'm thinking, how many people actually borrow money for 72 months on a vehicle? So I, like I always do, I researched it. A large majority of people today, when they buy a new vehicle, are financing it for 72 months. People, please don't do that. Just don't do that. First of all, make sure that you've got 20, 30, 40% down payment on that vehicle when you buy it. If you don't, if you can't do that, I urge you not to buy the vehicle because you, you are going to be upside down so fast on that vehicle. I just had a gentleman call me about two weeks ago and said, Jay, I'm thinking about taking money out of my my retirement because I'm upside down on a vehicle. And I, I just, I'm like, well, how, how, how can you be upside down on it? Well, I financed it for six years. And I traded another vehicle in that I still owed money on and I was upside down on that. So he, the day he drove off the parking lot at the dealership, he was $8,000 upside down. Now, I told you banks are throwing money at people to buy cars. They financed that thing, and he was $8,000 down on that vehicle when he drove it off the lot because they rolled in the old payment or the, 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 the payoff on the other vehicle he traded in on top of the new truck that he just bought. That's dangerous, people. Financially, it's a really, really bad decision. If you cannot, if you cannot walk in with either a trade that has been paid off or a trade that is not upside down with cash uh, to keep the payment low uh, and that you can have this thing paid off within 24 to 36 months, uh, you go over 36 months, you're going to be upside down. It's just, it's just prob- the probability is it's going to happen. So don't do that. So yes, I'm a hypocrite, <laughs> um, but it I still followed what what I've been preaching for uh, almost two decades, and, and that is don't don't go upside down on a car within the first year, I, and it's easy to do. And my point is, they walked in, they said 72 months. This is they didn't even tell me what the terms were. They just said this is going to be your car payment. I said, well, what's the interest rate? What's the term? And they kind of looked at me like, are you really asking that question? You know, we got you financed. I said, yeah, because we're not going to borrow that money if the interest rate's too high. I mean, I don't have to buy this car, right? I mean, we can, we, we don't need it. I mean, we needed it, but we, you know, we didn't have to buy it that day. Um, and, and they're like, well, it's 72 months. I said, you go back <laughs> to whoever your, your finance guy and say, no. We we're doing this, and I told them the terms, and, and they come back, and they said, yeah, yeah, we, we can do that. Uh, you know, how much cash are you putting down? I said, this is what, the, I said, I'm going to, uh, you know, put this much cash down because I want to be um, basically up, right side up by about 40% when we drive out here tonight because that other 60% are, you know, the uh, ideally my wife wants to pay that off in the next 18 months, uh, and I think she'll probably pay it off 
quite a bit sooner than that. <clears throat> so within the next 18 to 24 months, um, she will never be upside down on that vehicle. Um, and she'll have that vehicle. And she said, how long, and my wife asked me, you know, how long do we keep this vehicle? I said, you drive it until the wheels fall off, right? You just keep it. And there's no, no need to trade a vehicle in. It's, it's not like, um, you have to, to trade if, if proper maintenance. And that's the, that kind of, that's, that's the, the philosophy of society now. That, you know, if a car's got sixty or 70,000 miles on it, it's time to trade it in. People, the last new vehicle I bought was in 2007. I bought a Dodge Ram truck. Still on the road today. My daughter's driving it. Uh, it's got about 200,000 miles on it and still is a very reliable vehicle. It, you don't have to trade in the vehicle just because it's got some age on it. All right? Take care of it. Be a good steward of, of what's in your life. That includes oil, you know, your oil changes, keep it washed, you know, do all those things that you should be doing, taking care of that property. And, and at the same time, be financially responsible. So, you know, I, a lot of you that, that may be listening to this, I'm singing to the choir. You know these things, but I'm telling you, uh, I, I, I'm a people watcher. And I watched uh, a young family buy another vehicle at the same time last night. And and I wanted to go over and be their their, their media uh, their uh, mediator because they were just they were just falling into that trap. I could I can hear the conversation. Um, you know they weren't talking about interest rates. They weren't weren't talking about terms. Uh, they weren't putting any cash down. And I'm just like, oh, I need to go over there and step in and stop this. It's it, they're making a mistake. And. Uh, you know, it, it is what it is. There's a lot of people just making some bad decisions in regards to buying a vehicle, right? It's no different than a house. If you can't put money down on the house, um, you know, I, I, I think you need to have a serious look at your finances. Uh, same thing with a vehicle. If you don't have a trade-in that you don't owe any money on um, or you've got cash to, and, and cash with that, you probably don't need to be buying a vehicle. Um, you need to wait until you save up some money. Um, you know, every situation is different. I get it. Sometimes you have a business and you, you've got to do things. I, I understand that. But just the, the, the financial responsibility of dealing with an, an asset that is depreciating. When I mean, what I mean by that is a depreciating asset is every day that you own it, it's probably going to go down in value. Okay? And it may go down in value faster, faster than what you can pay off. Does that make sense? That's what I mean. Do not borrow money on a depreciating asset that's going to put you underwater where you owe more than what the vehicle is worth. That's what I'm trying to teach you. Listen, I would love to help you with this. Um, you know, if you have questions uh, about it, don't, don't, don't be embarrassed about it, right? Don't be embarrassed about it. Everybody's situation is different. I get it. Um, but you, you don't have to keep up with the Joneses on vehicles. And, and we see that a lot. You know, well, my brother's got, um, you know, a new Lexus. Well, good for him. Um, well, the, you know, the neighbors or, you know, everyone's trying to keep up with everybody else. And that's not necessary. When it comes to vehicles, you need a reliable vehicle. You need one that suits, you know, that keeps your family safe, that gets you to and from work, you know, gets the family, you know, to, to the park and back. It doesn't have to be a, a you know, a, a $90,000 car. And that's the funny thing. In the showroom, that uh, when we bought this vehicle, they had a, another car in there, and the list price on it was two hundred forty-six thousand dollars. And I'm like, 
<laughs> that's as much as the, the last house I bought for a car. A car that's depreciating. That house is not depreciating. That car is going to be worthless uh, in, you know, five or ten years. It's going to be worthless, being probably in the junk, uh, the, uh, you know, the, the uh, car lot that, that uh, you know, they're selling for just a few grand. Uh, or might be at uh, Fred Sanford's, you know what I mean? It's just, it, it, that makes no sense to me. Anyways, I'm going to stop there. If if uh, you've got questions and you just want a little advice, don't take your advice from the person that's trying to finance you at the car lot. <laughs> you know how that advice is going to go. Um, do Just do research. R- research it online. You, I mean, uh, I'm a resource here. You've got other resources. Um, just, you know... Don't make a, a, a spontaneous buy. You know, don't don't drive by the car lot and say, "Oh, that's a beautiful car. I got to have it." Don't do that. And I know a lot of people that do. So, if I can help you, eight 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 two two six seven six one four. You can find our information at Kingdom Plan Advisory. I hope this this information today. Uh, I hope there's someone that's listening that this actually helped. Um, that's the objective of, of revolutionary stewardship. We got to do things the right way. We got to be good stewards. So God bless. Thank you for listening to Revolutionary Stewardship. I encourage you to visit KingdomPlanAdvisory.com to read our latest articles and sign up for our monthly newsletter. If you would like to arrange a free stewardship consultation, please schedule on our website or you may call 888-226-7614. Securities offered through Vanderbilt Securities, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, and registered with MSRB. Advisory services offered through Vanderbilt Advisory Services. God bless.